and welcome to the second episode of the crash rabbit pod the podcast dedicated to exploring the magical world of tokyo joshi i'm robbie i'm your host and i am joined by my friend ty hey guys how are you ty i'm doing pretty good how about you uh i'm doing pretty okay i mean the world is on fire but you know it's all right (laughs) (laughs) okay so uh, before we begin this podcast, I got an interesting comment. Uh, basically, uh, our last recording was on, like, it was our pilot episode, basically. And uh, I kind of want to uh, get a little bit into, like, our background as fans. So, uh, Ty, would you like to start? Yeah, so basically, I'm just kind of beginning on this journey of wrestling, where I'm, I'm new to wrestling in general. But for the past weeks, I've been focusing on Tokyo Joshi because, you know, that's what we're both interested in. And, you know, I find it pretty interesting. (laughs) I think it's I think it's pretty fun. Uh, I love the stories. I love the characters. You know, they're really uh, they're really great. So you can go. She's one of us. One of us. One of us. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, For me, um, you know, I was really young, like. When I, I was introduced to wrestling in 2008, like by my brother, and then I didn't get really into it until like late 2019, and then I didn't really get into Joshi wrestling until like the beginning of 2020. So yeah, I've been watching this for a while, so. <laughs> yeah, you're the super nerd. <laughs> yeah, I guess, okay, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah. All right, so... um. Yeah, we're, we will be reviewing today the uh, January 10th and 16th uh, shows uh, for TJPW, the 2021 Winter Lover shows. Uh, uh, but before we begin, I just want to say that uh, Japan is in a state of emergency, but luckily it seems that like most wrestling companies in Japan, like they're continuing with shows. So that's good. And I also want to uh, give a brief thanks to the DDT slash TJPW English uh, update uh, Twitter page for the translations. That's what I use uh, every time I watch TJPW. Uh, They're really good. So, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty useful. Right. (laughs) Especially because, like, there's no subtitles like stardom. Yeah, and we don't know Japanese. uh, Yeah, they did say uh, the TJPW uh, official account, they said that... uh, if there's like more Western fans watching, they actually might get on like more like English commentary and maybe subtitles. So, yeah. All right. So the first show, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the first show that we will be doing is uh, the 10th of January uh, from Itabashi Green Hall in Tokyo. Uh, show started off with Sayuri, and then we had the Up Up Girls sing all along the way again. Uh, this was pretty much uh, a road to their big. A Corkin show in Febu- on the 11th of February. Uh, so, yeah, 
So our opening match, we had Erisu Endo versus Yuki Aino, uh, with Yuki defeating Erisu with the full Nelson of Love and Fire in 4 minutes and 43 seconds. This match, there's really not a lot to talk about. Uh, it, it, it was very short, obviously, but it, it's more of like a way to get more experience for Erisu. You know, yeah. this is her second match in professional wrestling ever. So obviously, uh, uh, I know what's going to go over here. So, um, yeah, do you have anything to add to that? Um, well, I think Erisu put up a really good effort in this match. Yeah, I will say, uh, like, yeah. for as little time that this match had, there was actually a lot of, there was, like, a good amount of back and forth. Yeah. And it seems to me that Erisu is using that camel clutch as a, like, it's going to be a staple in her moveset, so it's kind of yeah. interesting to see. Yeah, you're, you're just slowly seeing her character kind of progress and form an identity, I feel like, through these, this match yeah. in general. Yeah. Yeah, she's kind of just getting, like, used to, like, you know, used to getting in the ring and, like, working and stuff. So, yeah, not too much to say. I didn't, uh, I'm not going to rate this match because it's, uh, Air Seuss obviously going to be green, so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't rate it either. Okay. <laughs> All right, that leaves us with match two. Maki Ito versus Sena Shiori, where, uh, Maki defeated Senna with the elevated Boston Crab in 6 minutes and 55 seconds. This match, it seems that, um, I feel like when I was watching this match, Maki was basically playing with her food. <laughs> like, yeah, she controlled basically the entire thing. Like, I, like, just to put this out there, Maki's kind of growing on me. Like, oh. more and more. <laughs> So, and I'm actually enjoying watching her matches and watching how, like, clever and sneaky she is, but mm. also sometimes just very brutal with her opponents. Right, yeah. Like, and I, I just, yeah. <laughs> like, the first TJPW <laughs> show I watched, Maki Ito, like, I, everyone has heard from her, like, from her Twitter game, but, like, when I first saw her, like, just the way, how, like, cocky and, like, even in this match, like, she showed off a lot of personality, um, despite, you know, Senna's uh, trying to get the upper hand. It's just Maki staying on top. Uh, one one spot that I really enjoyed was when she basically pinned um, Senna, and she basically just, like, posed in front of the camera, like... Oh, yeah. That was, that was very interesting. <laughs> that was very entertaining. Like, it never seemed that... It never seemed like uh, Maki was any sort of trouble, like... You know, I mean, she went toe-to-toe with Mio Yamashita like, the last show, so it's, like, Senna's, yeah. more, Senna's just, like, stepped down for her, so. True, true. So, I mean, obviously, you could tell Maki had the upper hand in this match. Right, and, and I'm not gonna uh, downplay Senna. Like, she had, uh, she, there are some moments where she showed some good fire, but, you know, Maki just continues to smile throughout the match, and uh, she ends up tapping Senna out. Um, I thought the match was actually pretty decent, uh, if a bit short. So, and Maki's character just adds so much. So yeah, yeah. Maki's I gave this kind of uh, like the spice to right. the dish. <laughs> so I like that. Yeah, yeah. I rated this a two point seven five out of five. It was fun, but like you know, a bit short. Yeah, I I agree. Two point seven five. Right. Okay. 
Match three, we have a tag match between the Magical Sugar Rabbits, Yuka Sagazaki and Mizuki, uh, taking up the team of Hikari Noah and Palm Harajuku, uh, with the Magical Sugar Rabbits getting the win when Yuka defeated Palm uh, with a leg lock backslide in nine minutes and 22 seconds. This match was really fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was fun. Yeah, like even like even at the like right when the bell or like before the bell rather, like Hikari and Palm, they like try to you know sneak attack uh, the magical sugar rabbits, and then Mizuka, uh, Mizuki and Yuka, they both uh, grab them, and then they go for a dosi do spot. So yeah, yeah, there was a lot of double team sequences. Um, Yuka and Mizuki, they showed off a lot. Uh, obviously, why they're such a good tag team. They have such good chemistry. Yeah, they are. I like their chemistry a lot. They they complement each other in their yeah. matches. And Palm and Hikari are actually a really fun team too. <laughs> like Yeah, I, I think they're all right, in my opinion. Like I, I Palm was more fun in this match. Hikari oh, was just kind of like there, in my opinion. That's that, that was the vibe that I got from this match. True, but like just the uh, double team sequences between the four of them, like together, I thought were really fun. Like, uh, there were some uh, great spots with, uh, or great back and forth sequence with Hikari and Mizuki. Uh, Yuka dodging uh, Palm's shin kicks are incredible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she kind of does it like, she like makes it like, she jumps like with such a. <laughs> Like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's just so fun to see. And then, like, she'll put her foot down, and Palm will strike again, and then this time she hits her, like... Yeah. I mean, what I got from this match was basically the no mercy to Palm. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Because, uh, like, there was a part where they basically... Uh, where was it? So they, they basically hit her several times. Like, they're very, like, brutal with her, especially right. Yuka. Because Yuka, she, like, chokes Palm, kind of, mm -hmm. in, in one part. And it was just, like, very consistent towards Palm. So yeah. I'm like, Palm's kind of getting it in this match. Yeah, Palm's a really good, uh, how do I put this? A really good, like, uh, she's really good at like being worked over if that makes sense like yeah yeah like gaining sympathy and then also like you know uh keeping it low for the hikari hot tag like she's really good at that and like you know i just like palm in general you know this <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i i thought this was an overall a very fun match like all four shined especially um uh of course mizuki and Yuka, like, they're great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, I kind of wish there was a little bit more of a final stretch, as I, I think the match was getting really good towards the end, because there was, like, lots of counters, uh, lots of movement, but otherwise, I thought this match was really good. I gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Me too. Oh, no, I give it a 3 out of 5. Mm -hmm. Not 3.5 out of 5. Okay. Yeah. And then, match 4. <laughs> okay, I have... Oh my god, there's a lot to talk about here. <laughs> okay, match four, tag team uh, action. We have the team of Nodoka Tenma and Harda Neko versus Hyper Missile and Shin Ultra Shoko with Shin Ultra Shoko picking up the win for her team by defeating Harda Neko with the Ultra 
Northern Lights suplex in eight minutes, 11 seconds. Wow. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Lots to take in here. Shoko Nakajima is now Shin Ultra Shoko for a month. I'm not going to lie. I kind of love everything about her. Like her entrance music, her like her gear for anyone who's like new to TJPW, like is basically a red version of Hyper Missile's old gear. <laughs> like that tracksuit. Like it's so like I popped for that. That was really cool. And like you have the matching capes, like with Hyper and Ultra, like, oh <laughs> I love this gimmick. I love their chemistry. Hyper and Shoko, like combined. I don't know. I, I like, I, I end up liking it a lot more than I thought. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, I, uh, I should mention this before the match, like, uh, hyper Masao, she enters, uh, alone first and then she does her, uh, hello, big children promo. And then she introduces Shoko <laughs> where Shoko, uh, basically has her catchphrase, which is basically, don't worry, I'm here. You know, her ultimate go is, or goal is to help, uh, hyper missile fight <laughs> fight the evils in TJPW which in this match uh, was Horna and Nodica and together they have co-names uh, Hyper and Ultra which is great and I love the fact that uh, this is tiny but like Shin Ultra Shoko uh, as an abbreviation for my notes I just put sus to refer to her <laughs> that so. is pretty funny yeah, that's great. And it's, it's really interesting to see, like, sort of, like, the change in Shoko. Like, obviously, she has, like, the, the name change, the gimmick change. Uh, she has new ring gear. But just her demeanors in the ring, like, she, she will spin around in, like, a superhero-type way that I just love everything about. Uh, yeah. She, uh, uh, she, her cape uh, is incredibly long to the point where it's actually kind of a detriment to her because Harna yeah. and Nodoka end up just using it to like cover her face or even try to suffocate her. It's like Yeah. <laughs> and like I, I saw that. Like they right? basically took advantage of her cape over and, and over again. She basically uses what uh ends up uh, being called a rider kick, you know, that step off like drop kick type thing, like yeah. almost every other move, which I think is great. Um, it's kind of funny because in this match, uh, this is the debut of Shin Ultra Shoko, uh, and it's like, she's almost being presented as kind of like a klutz, which I think is great for a character, for like a wacky and goofy character, uh, to be paired with Hyper Missile, uh, no less, so. I mean, yeah. for being a klutz, she does a very good job of being very, like, tactical and sometimes very, uh, like efficient and accurate with her moves like mm -hmm. surprisingly because like she seems very klutzy at first but then she kind of redeems herself in the end by doing like this super like sudden or sneaky move out of nowhere mm -hmm. like completely dazing the other opponent i think that's so like yeah. and i like the fact that uh, nice. uh shoko still uses the uh northern light suplex uh as a yeah. finisher with just the with just the word ultra like attached to it now <laughs> so i dig that uh this match was wacky as hell but it boy it was really fun <laughs> yeah yeah uh this wasn't uh shown uh during like the video on demand release but it it, I think the video is like on the TJPW Twitter, basically like uh, Ultra and Shoko having like a backstage like interview type deal of where like 
what's what is Ultra's goal? And her goal is to help hyper protect love and peace in TJPW, and that they want to show people that like everything will be all right, especially like during these times. And like I I love the love the character uh, work with Shoko when, when like the interviewer asks like well, th- doesn't this, like, only last, like, a month? And then she's like, what are you talking about? I've been Shin Ultra Shoko f- since day one, since the day I was born, so. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Commitment. Right. Dedication <laughs> so it's gonna, to it's gonna be Like, it's gonna be really fun to see, like, wh- how, sh- how this plays out. But, uh, yeah, overall, I thought this match was really fun. I gave it a three out of five. Me too. Alrighty, um, match five, we, all, we have another tag team match between uh, Yugi Kamifuku or Kamiyo and Moka Miyamoto versus B-Star, which is the team of Mirai Mayumi and Suzume with uh, Mayumi defeating Moka with a backdrop in nine minutes and seven seconds. I thought this match was pretty decent as well. Uh, I could have, like, I thought it was really good in terms of building up like uh, a feud between Mirai and Kamiyu. Like yeah, uh, yeah uh, Kamiyu uh, takes out Mirai. She like eye pokes her in the corner when Mirai's not tagged in. Uh, Mirai tries to attack back but Kamiyu is prepared. Um, like I like the setup. It's, it's really good. And then of course uh, Suzume and Mocha. Uh, I just love Suzume. The way she the way she works in the ring i just she's so fun to watch well what about what's your thoughts on mocha mocha um here's the thing uh mocha is still green like she debuted i want to say like five months ago it was like it was like oh so it's like kind of recent yeah it's like mid to late 2020 um uh, I think Moga has a really interesting, like, cr- like she has a lot of, like, karate moves, which I find interesting. I just, uh, I feel like she should, like, polish them a little bit more, because sometimes when she does them, it does come off, like, a bit awkward. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I will say, though, if you go and watch, like, uh, her debut match, uh, which was a tag, she did get a pop out of me when she ended up power slamming Mirai, so that was great. But uh, as for this match, like, you know, she was fine. Um, I feel like Mo- Mocha definitely uh, has improved since her debut, but she she just needs to keep uh, uh, working because, like, she'll get there. She's just not at that level yet. Yeah. I mean, she didn't pop out that much to me in the past several matches. So I'm just kind of, like, trying to have this – opinion on mocha like yeah, trying to figure it, like, out keep where it it's open-minded going. Yeah. and like you know like not have too high expectations i like mocha yeah. though like she's not my favorite uh rookie but i like her um i feel like this match uh i thought uh mariah showed uh some great fire uh great layers great exchanges um i again uh this is going to be a problem uh with like all like all the matches on the show it's like they were a bit short in my opinion and i'm not sure oh, yeah. that, i'm not sure if that has to do with like uh the japan state of emergency where like certain t- there were certain time constraints so maybe that's why some of the match time was cut but 
I don't really know. Um, at the end of the match, uh, uh, Mayumi uh, basically challenges for uh, Camus' international belt. So we have uh, uh, an international challenge challenger, and they will be uh, facing off on the February 11th show. Really, I'm really excited for that. That actually, that match could actually be really good. Like, I'll I'll speak more of it when we get to the next show. But like, I think that they could have a really good match. I can see that. Right. Yeah. And then for a bit of story, uh, uh, they had a promo after uh, the match. Which, by the way, I gave this match uh, two point seven five. Again, I thought it was good, but it just needs more time, in my opinion. I, I gave it a 2.5 out of 5. Oh, so you thought like, it was av- av- average? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was average, yeah. Yeah. Like, I it, thought it, it didn't I, strike me that much. Like, right, right. I thought that too, to but me, yeah. I, I gave it a, a little extra bump because I actually like how they were, they were, they were building up um, yeah. the, few, uh, the upcoming match between Mirai and uh, Kamiyu. So uh, basically the story is, is that uh, Mirai wants to show... Uh, how great uh, TJP is all across the world, like in a stylish, kawaii, beautiful way. Uh, but yeah. the current champion, Camille, uh she's unsure of whether Mirai is, I guess, uh, if she's capable of doing that because she points out uh, Mirai's uh, kind of like a country girl and that like, you know, Camille, she's fluent in English. She's lived in the States. She, uh, she has more experience in uh, foreign parts and like she mentioned that uh, Mirai hasn't partied until the break of dawn with foreigners or been in western nightclubs or had a vacation in uh, Hawaii but uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how they play that out uh, again I'm looking forward to the match so yeah I yeah. personally don't see Mirai winning but I feel I think that she should win the belt eventually like down the line but I think Mariah has a lot of potential right like a lot right she's also a rookie but she's like a really good she, she's like a super rookie basically yeah yeah I mean she's she's pretty strong in my opinion like based on watching some of her matches she's pretty she has it in her to mm-hmm. to potentially win something higher. Yeah, and I can also see her, like, I think she should win the international belt, but I can also see her winning the Princess of Princess belt. Like, maybe, obviously not nowhere near now, but, like, a couple years from now, like, when she's at that level, I could definitely see her as a top challenger and then also winning it even. Yeah. All right, uh, match six. This, I believe, yep, is the main event. Uh we have a six-woman tag match between Rika Tatsumi, Miyu Masha, and Mahiro Kiryu versus Miyu Watanabe, Raku, and now Kakuda, uh, with Rika Tatsumi defeating Raku with the Dragon Sleeper in 13 minutes and 42 seconds. This match was great. It was a good match. I liked it. I, I really like tag matches. <laughs> this match was <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I will point out... Um, I found it odd how now had an eye patch. I mean, oh yeah, I, I don't I think it's a big. That. I don't think it's a big deal because she doesn't have it like in the next show. But I just that was interesting. 
So um, we're setting up this match basically set up uh, Miyu Watanabe versus Rika Tatsumi for the uh, Princess of Princess belt that's happening on the 11th of February. And boy, did they do a good job of hyping me up because just the small amount of time that Miyu and Rika uh, were facing off together, like just them in a singles space, like, oh my god, some of the exchanges were great. Like, I am, like, they are building hype for this match. And I just yes, can't wait are. to see it. Like, uh, beginning of the match, Miyu requests for Rika to start. They have a great exchange, and I, I can't, I can't really explain how much like I'm hyped for this match. I, I mean, I love Miyu though. I love Miyu, and I. Which one, did... Yamashita or Watanabe? Yeah, Yamashita. Yamashita. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Me, yeah. yeah. Me, okay. Okay. To prevent um, confusion, I'm just gonna refer to them as. Yamashita and Watanabe, I think. Okay. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I love Yamashita. Uh, she pulled out another great screw kick in this match, I believe. And, you know, the main focus of this match wasn't on her, which makes sense because you know you're trying to build up Watanabe uh, to be a worthy challenger uh, towards uh, Tatsumi, but. I thought there were some really good exchanges between uh, not only uh, Daydream, which is, you know, Watanabe and uh, Rika, but also Yamashita and Now. Like, this was one of the first times that, like, Now Kakuta has really shined to me. You know, she joined uh, TJP, like, I want to say back in November. And, like, she hasn't really stood out to me all of a sudden because, you know, she's new. But, like, I thought she had a really good exchange with Yamasha here. And kind yeah. of, like, I love this bit about her character. Now, like, I didn't, I've never, like, watched her before. Um, uh, but I didn't know that, like, her previous promotion before TJPW was um, AWG, which is Actress Girls. And her character was sort of like, a, it was kind of like Horn and Neko, where she was a cat, but she was also like kind of like a, a cheater basically so your standard heel and it's i like how it translates to here where she's pulling uh at the hair uh the hair of her opponents and she's also like kind of shooting herself like from the referee like she'll be secretly be pulling uh an opponent's hair and then she'll switch like her position so the referee doesn't see it oh yeah so, I always yeah. love uh, moments when they kind of distract the referee mm -hmm. so that they can pull off the move that they know they would get in trouble for. <laughs> I, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Like I said, there were some uh, fun sequences uh, in this match. Uh, <laughs> one moment that I really liked was basically... Um, uh, so Miu has Rika in the position for the giant swing and I'll and this kind of plays up to their story and as soon as Rika finds herself re even remotely close into that position she like like panics like she goes just like directly for the ropes and like she's just terrified and I love that because 
uh, again, I'm not sure if this aired, but like uh, the video on uh, Twitter, it's basically a backstage interview where Rika uh, explains like how terrified she is of Watanabe's giant swing. And like, that's no joke because I can see how terrifying it would to, it would be to be in that position because you're being swung 10 times or something. Like, you know, get dizzy, you're going to throw up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and uh, Mew, or I guess, yeah, Watanabe, this is going to be hard, especially if, like, Watanabe and Yamashita have a singles match together, which they have in the past. Um, but anyway, Watanabe, uh, after the match as well, she uh, she puts over how strong uh, Rika is and saying how, like, how helpless she is without her. Like, she didn't expect... Um, how much harder Rika's moves like hurt because you know she's the one taking them uh, when usually it's someone else in a tag team capacity. So yeah, and she also noticed she also noticed that Rika doesn't want to take the giant swing. So uh, as a good challenger, she has decided to do whatever she can to <laughs> put put that move on her. So yeah, that's nice. Right, so I gave this match a 3.5. I really enjoyed it. I agree. I also gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Yeah, and also, also uh, I forgot to mention this. Um, I think Raku has improved a ton. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like, uh, she, she's done this move that I don't even know what to call it, but, like, it's, br- like, it's really new, I think. Like, she pulled it out at the uh, Atenian show last time. It's basically where she, like, goes into into the position for like a sunset flip power bomb or like what starlight kid uses as the keychain bomb but before that she like holds up like her opponent's like arms until like a submission before transitioning i it's really weird but it looks really cool so i'm really glad that she has like that in her arsenal of moves uh so i was gonna ask you what you thought of my hero during this match I'm gonna. Be, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> My hero kind of stood out. Like, like, <laughs> like you could tell that like they just needed yeah. another person for like the six woman. Yeah. I mean, I guess so, it makes sense because you don't want me and what, my uh, opinion. You don't want Watanabe and uh, Rika to be facing off, even like in a tag capacity. Although it's good storytelling, but it's too soon for that. Yeah. Um, I like my hero, but like, I mean, in this match, like. Obviously, the focus wasn't on her, but if I had to speak about, like, Mahiro, like, in general, I actually, I actually kind of like how simple, like, her moves are, and, like, it's almost kind of endearing how, like, awkward she can be, but, like, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I gave this match a 3.5. What did you give it? Uh, 3.5 as well, out of 5. Okay, and, yeah, that was the uh, January 10th show. Overall, I thought the show was pretty decent. Like it, it was very good storyline-wise. You know, building up the matches between Mirai and Camille, and the match between uh, Watanabe and Rika. Uh, but like in terms of like match quality, like I had some really fun matches, but they were almost all of them. They were like kind of limited by their time. So I gave it a six point five out of ten. I I gave it a six out of ten. Yeah, that's fair. Like, yeah, 
my man, like I like the show. It's just that a lot of the matches were just really short. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna transition to uh, the second show that we'll be going over, which was the January 16th show uh, at Tokyo Narimas uh, Act Hall. Uh, before we get into it, uh, uh, Mahiro Kiryu uh, didn't wrestle on the show uh, due to uh, what is being said as family circumstances. So uh, we hope, uh, obviously, that everything is okay with her. Um, nothing too much happened at the start. So I guess we'll go directly straight into the matches. So match one, we have a singles match between Maki Ito versus Erisu Endo with Maki Ito picking up the vi victory against Erisu with the elevated Boston Crab in eight minutes and eight seconds. Now, I, I don't know if I'm being biased because it's Maki, but I think this was Erisu's best match. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I, I totally agree. Just the character work between Maki, like basically patting her on their head, on Erisu's <laughs> head, like every like 10 seconds, and like as if to say, like, welcome to TJP, you're a rookie, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, she pats her twice, I think, like just like, yeah, you know, you thought, you thought, like, I thought Maki was playing with her food when she was facing against Senna. It is, it is like that times a thousand with Erisu. Yeah, she was kind of going soft. You could tell she was going right, a little yeah, soft. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. very one sided, like. Yeah, Erisu, uh, she did have her bits, her moments, like uh, her her own power slam, her drop kicks. But overall, Maki, she was just blasé about the entire match. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, to be honest, like if you know, if she were to, like, I, I feel like she could have yawned while she was fighting. <laughs> That's the vibe that she did. Like made. the only moment where like she had to like actually. I guess be serious about it was when like uh Erisu had her locked in and then Maki actually had to bite her way out. Oh yeah. So <laughs> bite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is a common thing for Maki, but it just I just find it funny because it, <laughs> Yeah, and also yeah, that like stunt. Yeah, it's that like she... you you tried Erisu. You tried. <laughs> yeah, but she pulled a stunt with the with the referee a little bit. Like mm -hmm. she pulled the referee like, you know directed his attention somewhere else and then she's just over here like torturing ours <laughs> like on <laughs> his side that's knocky for you yeah um, yeah true rookie when you're going against monkeys okay anyway um again i didn't rate this match because um it's er uh, erisu's what third match so yeah i'll uh, give it a little bit more time before uh we start rating her matches but uh I actually thought uh, this match was her best, even though it's kind of, you know, it's focused on Maki. Um, after the match, Maki grabs a microphone and basically uh, she yells out that she's taken out or she's taken on everyone in TJP except for two people. And she asked uh, Tetsuya Koda, the owner, uh, who those people are. And he says, I don't know. And then she's basically like, you dumbass. It's Neo Bishki gun. Saki Sama <laughs> and me, uh, St. Mitchell. She wants a match with them. Ito versus uh, Neo Bishki gun on the 11th of February show, which, by the way, that match card is starting to get really good. 
Um, yeah. And yeah, we have the match, except uh, what again? It's not shown on the broad. Uh, it's not shown on the broadcast, and I think I might have made a mistake when it comes to the live broadcast versus the backstage stuff. It, okay, whatever. But um, uh, on Twitter again, it's like a video of Maki. She's being interviewed, like saying, "Like, oh, I'm gonna take on Neo Bishki Gun," and the interviewer is like, "Who?" And guess who Maki pulls away <laughs> into shot? She pulls out. Miu Yamashita, who is holding gummies because she's on her gummy break that, <laughs> that Maki has so rudely stopped. But we're getting Maki and Yamashita versus Miu Bishkigun. My dream team is coming to life. Yes. I mean, they've tagged before, but still. I, I love it. <laughs> I'm Hopefully, excited. Yeah, they actually, uh, they actually could give uh, May St. Mitchell's first... Uh, uh, first loss in tjp so that's gonna be interesting um but again i'm excited for the match so moving on our second match of the show was uh, a tag match between hyper masao and shin ultra shoko versus yumashita and mocha miyamoto where hyper masao defeated mocha uh with the masao returns in seven minutes and 16 seconds Okay, this match, again, really fun. Th- yes. This pairing of Hyper and Ultra is just... I've always loved Hyper Masao, but you pair her up with Shoko. Oh, it's just a wonderful combination. Yeah, the, the chemistry just keeps getting better, in my opinion. Right. Um, uh, uh, before the match started, uh, Hyper uh, and... Ultra, they cut a promo. They're saying that they're the new heroes that protect love and peace in TJPW. And then they mention that Miu and Mocha are both karate practitioners, but that they have been taught by a space karate master on space karate. And as such, they go to use it, and it doesn't work because we're not in space. So <laughs> Miu and Mocha catch their attack, and we have our match. <laughs> I thought this match was really fun, especially uh, towards the uh, later end of it. You know, just I, I love that uh, Shoko actually uh, has kept her little bits of lucha, uh, her lucha style in terms of wrestling, while also maintaining, you know, this new persona uh, as the ultra Shoko, uh, who, again, loves to use that rider kick. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I I thought uh, there was some great chemistry between uh, Misao and Shoko, but I also thought uh, there was some good chemistry between Mocha and Miyu as well. Yeah, uh, I, I saw that. Yeah, like they they would uh, uh, they would, I think they would work over I think Shoko, and then they would basically set them or they would basically uh, attack her back and forth, and then obviously you had Miyu pulling out that screw kick, which is just incredible. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, they did take advantage of uh, Shoko's cape gun, right? I, I, <laughs> well, me did, yeah. I, you know, like the interviewer was like, "Your cape is really long," and Shoko was like, "Well, I use it to wrap like injured girls in it." It's like, well, that's nice and all, but what you know, it's kind of like a you know, it's a double-edged sword. <laughs> it's just yeah, 
it seems to me that like everyone else is using it. <laughs> so again, that just I just love this character work by Shoko. Yeah, and I believe in this one, uh, Shoko kind of jumps off from Hyper Misao, I believe. Mm-hmm. Into yeah, the, yeah. The pad onto Mocha again. Yeah, really yeah. A lot of uh, fun corner spots. Just really good, good stuff. Uh, I gave them Smash a 3.25 out of 5. I gave it a 3.5 out of 5. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Wow, it's like one of the few t- like, we've only had two episodes, so it's like one of the few times where you've actually rated higher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, match three on this card was uh, another tag match. It was between uh, Yuki Kamafuku, Kamiyo, and Palm Harjuku versus... Mirai, Mayumi, and Sunashiori, uh, with Kamiyu's team uh, getting the victory after Kamiyu defeated Sunna with the Famouser in 8 minutes and 57 seconds. I love the fact that Kamiyu and Mirai are continuing uh, the build to their match for the inter, uh, Interperi title. Um, yeah, I thought this match was actually... Um, I thought this match was actually really fun, too. Just... The chemistry that Mirai and Camille have, especially in this match, I thought was really good. And, you know, again, it, it, it goes back to what happened with Rika and Miyu for me. It just sets up how much I want to see this match because it's clear that they can work together very well. So, all right. It seems like we're back. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm probably going to edit this out, but uh, for podcast listeners, uh, Ty had internet issues, so... Yes. That was fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I don't even... Where was I? <laughs> I was talking about uh, Camille and Mariah and how... Yeah. Their inter- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah. Uh, let's get back to it. Uh, I-, I wanted to say that, like, Camille and Palm, again, with Palm, <laughs> like, great uh, chemistry. Uh, I actually uh, like the spot where uh, Palm sends Senna into the ropes and and then Camille uh, catches her, and then uh, Palm goes for the shin kick, but Senna lifts her feet up. But then you just have Camille putting her feet down to like pin uh, Senna's foot so that Palm can shin kick her. Great oh, yeah. Stuff from there. The um, shin kicks. <laughs> oh, yeah. all the shin kicks, especially from Palm. So, <laughs> um, but then you have. Um, uh, you know, they're working over Senna. Then you have the Mirai hot tag. Uh, Mirai takes out Camille. And I actually really liked, um, you know, Mirai and Palm start out the match. And just between the little, like, exchanges and Matt grappling, um, Mirai just takes every now and then, she just looks at Camille. Like, that's great character work. Great building that up. Um, and then you, the final, like, stretch of this match, Camille and Mirai, they just finally go at it. Like, the, re- the reversals and the exchanges that they have. You know, uh, Mirai avoids the lariat. Uh, or, sorry, Camille avoids the lariat. She goes for the big boot. Mirai uh, gets out of that. And then Camille gets her into an octopus. And then uh, Mirai gets out of that. So great, some great back and forth stuff. I love how Camille, uh, when they're out of stalemate, she just eye pokes her. Uh, great stuff. And then... Yeah, uh, we. That's basically how the match ended. You know, uh, uh, Senna was going for the spaceship. Uh, she hits it. 
or it gets countered into the Famouser, and then Camille uh, yeah. pins her for the win. Uh, I thought this was a really fun tag match. Good sequences. Uh, Mariah and Camille together again. It's clear that they have chemistry. I want to see that match. I did like the eye poking quite a bit. <laughs> Classic Camille, you know. Every, yeah. It seems like this entire roster has their own thing. And, you know, Palm has her shin kicks and then Camille has her eye pokes. Yeah. Very fun stuff. Um, I also saw this. Uh, I didn't notice this at f- first. I saw this on Twitter. Uh, when Camille uh, pinned Senna, she, like, connected her finger. Like, she pointed her fingers together. And that was basically mocking uh, a character that Mirai has on her Twitter. It's like her invisible friend. It's called like SS, which stands for Strong Style, and it's constantly oh. being shown. It's constantly being shown with like the two like emojis of fingers pointing at each other. So I thought that was very uh, interesting. So yeah, I gave this match a three point two five out of five. Very fun. I give it a three out of five. All right, we're back. Okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, I believe this next match is the semi-main event. It's a six-woman tag between um, Horna Neko and the Bakuratsu sisters, Nunika Tenma and Yuki Aino, uh, versus now Kakuda, Marika Kobashi, and Suzume, with uh, Yuki Aino uh, getting the victory for her team by defeating Suzume with the Venus DDT in 15 minutes and 7 seconds. Uh, Ty, you're new to TJP. Uh, what is your impression of Marika Kobashi? Because she made her return back in this match after uh, testing positive for COVID. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. I, I thought she was good. Mm-hmm. She, she gave very strong energy with her, with her moves and is pretty aggressive, which I, I tend to like more aggressive people. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean, I liked it. Um, she, I kind of think now is more, pops out more than Marika. Really? Marika, yeah. Although, yeah. I, yeah, it's from your perspective because, you know, um, I mean, I've been watching TJP for a while now and, like, Marika, yeah. Marika's, like, she's one of the youngest uh, on the roster, but she's been there for, like, like, what, since 2016 or something? So she's been there for a while. Wow. So, like, yeah. that's a, it's very interesting. So, um, this match started off with Suzume and Horn and Neko, and it's very heartbreaking because you have the the bee and the cat facing off against each other, and they have actually really good chemistry. Like, they had some really good, like, mat grappling sequences. Like, obviously, like, beginning of the, like, of a ton of matches, you have the two competitors, you know, feeling each other out uh, before they uh, display, like, or they actually go on offense, but I thought the exchanges between Suzume and, and Neko in the beginning were very good. Like, I, like they were always yeah. good as a tag team, but, like, I, I, I want to see another singles match. Like, they had a match um, previously at the Tokyo Princess Cup, but I, I want to see more. <laughs> so, I mean, Suzume just kind of went right in. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about Suzume. She's just, a, she's just so energetic. Just yeah. So fun to watch. Um, Neko, on the other hand, in this match, it seemed to be everybody's like wants to abuse Neko. Good lord, you and Marka, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, Marka, Suzume, and now they, uh, they do a triple or they do the rope spots where all of them pose as they as they like 
kicker, which I haven't seen in TJP in a good while. Um, and you have the Bakuretsu sisters uh, using Neko as a swing to, to splash on uh, all three of them and when they're yeah. on the ground. I thought, I thought it was very interesting, this match, because uh, obviously the tag champs, Noka Tenma and Aino, they're, uh, they're very good in this match. And the same thing with Horn and Neko, but there was some a lot of offense from, you know, now Marika and Suzume. Like, yes. I mean, obviously you have them working over Neko, but it's it's just they like they really went out like when you know when Nodoka entered and when Aino entered, it was just like they actually got a good amount in, like far more than I would have thought. You know, they really tried. <laughs> like they really put such an aggressive offensive effort towards mm-hmm. the other group like you could tell through the entire yeah, yeah, match yeah it was were, a lot yeah. more than like i would have initially thought like i thought it was, it was a good yeah. showing for all of them uh i so, mean i thought especially susan oh like, my how, god yeah <laughs> just she beats a lot of them up like, like i i, I, I could talk bit. about how good susan is for probably an hour like I just <laughs> yeah. love her. she is so good she's like my favorite rookie out of all of them yeah I'm surprised she's even a rookie. She seems very like she she gives me experience vibes, even though she is considered a rookie. Mm-hmm, like she's so good, and her yeah. and Ino's like final exchange, like like right at the end of the match was, oh, it was so good. You know, uh, Suzume goes to goes for the ring of bell. Uh, uh, Ino cowers it for a pin, and then um, you have the running bulldog into the Venus DT. Mm, so good. I love Susan. <laughs> You're, You're enjoying like, it quite a bit, Robbie. <laughs> if there is ever, like, you know, TJP has uh, three different types of belts. If they ever, like, introduce a, a, I guess, rookie belt, so, like, you know, Stardom has the future of Stardom championship, like, if TJP ever makes one, I feel like Suzume should be the inaugural champion. Like, she's that good. Yeah. Yeah, I gave this match a 3.5 out of 5. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I gave it a 3 out of 5. That seems to be your favorite rating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... it's. I don't know. I take I, a I mean, shot every time Ty rates a sh- <laughs> Dude, you'd be gone. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I get it. I get it. It's fine. Um, and then after the match, so, um, you know, uh, Nodoka and I know they celebrate their victory when a certain Hyper Missile and Shin Ultra Shoko appear to confront them. Ultra says that uh, the Bakuretsu sisters are uh, the sunset while her and Hyper are the rising sun and that they need proof, Hyper and Ultra, they need proof of their strength, so or strength as symbols of peace and want the tag belts as, uh, as validation and the tag belts, or the tag belts, will allow them to transform them into their next form. So it seems like uh, we're getting a match, and that match is again February 11th uh, at Korokin, Bakuretsu Sisters versus uh, the Tokyo Joshi Heroes for the tag belts. February 11th is going to be exciting. Oh my god, I can't wait for that show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so many good things. <laughs> gonna but, be wild yeah and i like the fact that nodoka is like well again aren't you only uh shin ultra for a month and then shoko's like 
never mind the details. We li- we focus on the here and now. So, uh, yeah, they uh, the Bakarets sisters. They will use their Bakarets power so that they will not succumb to the uh, newly formed team of Hyper and Ultra. I think that match could be really wacky, but also really fun because I love Bakarets' sisters. I love Hyper and Shogush is great. So, yeah. Yes. Um, I'm not sure, like, I don't know who, who would win, because my gut feeling says it's Bakuretsu's sisters, like, they retain, because their, their reign is just so early, but you, you kind of want to give it to, like, Hyper and Ultra, (laughs) like, I agree, like, it would be really, (laughs) like, it would be, like, I don't know how it's gonna work out, like, in a month's time, like, maybe, like, Shin Ultra becomes Shoko Nakajima again. She's like, where'd this tag belt come from? <laughs> Hyper's like, I told you. <laughs> but I don't know. Um, I, I think it's going to be a fun match, but um, uh, I don't know what they're going to do. So can't wait for that. All right. Uh, the main event of the show, it is a rare case, or it's a 6 one tag match but it's actually a rare case where the up up girls are actually teaming like with each other and not like you know fighting each other we have me watsanabe kari no and raku versus uh rika tatsumi and the magical sugar rabbits mizuki and yuka sakazaki with rika tatsumi defeating kari no with the missile hip attack in 13 minutes and 50 seconds i thought this match was the best out of the two shows me too. I agree. Right. Like, just the beginning stuff, like, uh, obviously you have the up-up girls entering together. That's one of the few cases that they do. And then you have Rika entering, wearing the magical sugar rabbit jackets with them. This The story of this match <laughs> is that, you know, you're trying to build up for Miu versus, or, yeah, Miu versus Rika, the title match on the 11th. But... For those who are unfamiliar with TJP, Rika Tatsumi has a crush on Mizuki. And she has not forgotten that crush. So, really? <laughs> oh my gosh. So, <laughs> there's like, and this match is basically just Rika and Yuka fighting for Mizuki. You know, Yuka doesn't have a crush on Mizuki, but she is her tag team partner. So you just have some brilliant displays of character work in this match. Like, yeah. uh, Rika is teaming with Mizuki, so whenever Yuka tries to do a double-team move, like, Rika literally, like, kicks her out of the ring. Like, she throws her out. Yeah. And then, like, uh, Miyu will go for a move on Mizuki, but, like, Rika will protect Mizuki. Like, she'll just pick her up and just uh, carry her away from danger. Like, <laughs> I just... <laughs> It's so goofy in hindsight, but I, I just kind of love it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, and Mizuki's kind of like the mediator between both of them. Oh, right. <laughs> like, yeah. Mizuki at one point is like, stop fighting! <laughs> yeah, and like, Yuka's facial expressions throughout the entire thing are just impeccable, by the way. Yes. <laughs> like, um... I also um, liked it when Rika kind of tripped... And she does it on purpose. (laughs) Yeah, she does it on purpose. Yeah, just 
Rika will do anything for Mizuki's love and <laughs> it shows here. <laughs> and just the tension between Yuka and Rika, especially considering that, you know, like Rika defeated Yuka for the belt like not too long ago. It's just yeah. It was just I, I love the character work from this. And like whenever um uh, Mizuki's in control, like working over Miyu, uh you'll have both Yuka and Rika saying, Tag me, tag me, and then they'll push each other away. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of uh, I also noticed, like, um, what was it? Like, Yuka doesn't want Rika to come in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, and then Rika has to kind of, like, force herself in. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, like, um, Mizuki uh, uh, sets up uh, Miu, and then Re- uh, the Magical Sugar Rabbits, they go, they're, they're going for the double rolling snapmare, and then Rika just puts herself in there. For like a triple, and then Yuka just shoves her away, just like no, you're yeah. not a part of this. <laughs> so yeah, um, oh my god, I, <laughs> this match was great. But like, not only was like the character work very good in this match, but just as in ring wise, I thought it was very good. Uh, Miu again, Miu and Rika, their chemistry is just great. And so funny enough, Hikari and Rika was also very good. Yeah. Yeah, um I should also point out like this match's finish was basically an assault on Hikari Noah. Like I literally wrote down the order. It's like so um Hikari gets pinned, but it's like uh Rika goes for the dragon screw off the top rope to Hikari, which is followed by a cross body from Mizuki onto Hikari, and then a vertical suplex by Yuka to finally a top rope hip attack by Rika for the pin. Just like Jesus, what did Hikari do to you people? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought this match was just very fun. Uh, easily my favorite match out of the two shows. Uh, I gave it a three point seven five out of five. I agree. Yeah. I also gave it a three point seven five out of five. Yeah. If, again, if it was like this match had an okay length, it was like thirteen minutes. Uh, but it's just my selfishness wants it to be longer because it was just really fun and really enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after the match, uh, Rika thanks Mizuki. And then she kind of just like, oh, and you too, Yuka. And then she even steals <laughs> like Yuka's like, what do you want to eat? Eat hamburger steak and happy, happy line, which Yuka just sells <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> like so well. Um, but again, it just... I mean, I, I've been saying it all podcasts. My my excitement for Miu Watanabe versus Rika Tatsumi for the Princess of Princess title. Like, oh, that, I, I want to see that match. Yeah. Like, just the exchanges, like, those two have. And followed up by the story, like, the rivalry between Daydream. It's just, I, I can't wait. I gave this show um, a 7 out of 10. Me it too. Was, it was a lot better, in my opinion, than that one. Or the show on the 10th, excuse me. Yeah, because I gave the last one 6 out of 10. Yeah. This one, 7 out of 10, because I think this one was better. Yeah, I, th- I thought this was a very enjoyable show. That did a lot. Like It was very good in ring-wise, and it also set up some storylines for down the road. Um, yeah, um, okay, so that seems to be... It's uh, for our upcoming podcast, uh, will be episode three. 
uh, we will be reviewing uh, the TJPW 2021 Winter Lover Shows the 31st of January and the 6th of February. Now, I do realize that there is a show on the 30th, I think. Um, uh, it's going to be a pay-per-view match, or match, pay-per-view show. Uh, the second one that TJPW has done where there's no ring. They're, they're wrestling basically where TJPW started back in 2013 uh, on mats. And I want to review that show, but the archive is, I think, the 12th of February, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> so I guess we'll have to wait. Like, I mean, I guess technically, like, I'm not even sure if I could buy the match if I wanted to, like, cable. <laughs> but yeah, we'll have to, like, review that show, like, separately, like, when it comes out on, on the archive. Sounds like a complicated situation. Yeah, yeah. So that's why our next broadcast will be uh, on the 31st and the 6th show. So, yeah, but um, I'm not sure. I'm still deciding if, like, we should review that uh, review that show anyway. Like, I feel like we should, but it's also, like, it, it's basically being archived the day after the 11th show. So a lot of stuff would have happened on that show. So... I don't know, maybe we could review it before, like, we could have those two, like, the the February 11th show uh, with all these big matches and yeah. the pay-per-view show together and have, like, the pay-per-view show come before it. So, I don't know, we'll figure it out. I mean, are all the future matches going to be the same length? As in, because, you know, the first one was like three hours long and now it's short, well, like an hour and 40 minutes. I, I don't know, like... I don't remember how long the first pay-per-view show was because it's been a while since I've watched it. Um, I'm going to say it's a decently sized show, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch it. I, it's just a matter of, like, we would have to, like, you know, we'd have to record uh, that show, but also, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But anyway, um. Do you have anything else to say regarding uh, both these shows? Um, they were fun, but they didn't stood out as much as uh, the beginning of the yeah, show. Yeah, of opinion. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah obviously. Would, yeah. yeah, I thought this show on the 16th was a lot better than the 10th, um, um, but I thought yeah. both of them were very enjoyable. But yeah, so anyway, uh, yeah, our next show, or our next recording will come out after... Uh, the sixth show in February, uh, again, building up towards that show on the 11th. So yeah, I want to say thank you for uh, tuning into the podcast. And I just want to say like, uh, the first episode got a lot of support and I really want to thank everyone who listened for, or listened to that. So <laughs> hopefully we can continue this. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter at at Crash Rabbit Pod. I still haven't added the the there and I probably won't. But uh yeah, that was the show. Um I'm excited I, I for also would like to say thank you for everyone. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah I, I am excited for February eleventh and can't wait. So bye. <laughs>